We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Uh, hi, guys. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. Welcome to Mavs Moneyballs. After dark, it's about 5.30, so I guess it's not quite dark yet, on Sunday afternoon, February 26th. How you doing, Josh? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, I appreciate the afternoon game. Um, the one thing, though, is that I feel like me and you kind of know this as being longtime watchers of the Mavericks, is that the one drawback to having like the big national game is that everyone is watching your team. So you get a bunch of people. Uh, if your team's doing well, it's great. If they're not, uh, you get a lot more jokes about your team. So yep. uh, second half was pretty, if you were following this game online, uh, second half was probably not fun because the Mavericks blew the game and you had a bunch of people on Twitter telling, you know, making fun of the Mavericks about it. So it was like a, a double, well, double edged sword. Yeah, I know. As I know. It's a bad loss. Bad, bad loss. It's so, so we've not led with the, the real fun. So the Mavericks lost 111 to 108. At one point in the second quarter, they held a 27 point lead and they lost the basketball game. Um, I'm curious, you know, you, you told me you, you had to listen to part of the game on the radio. So you didn't have to like watch the, the waters slowly overtaking the Mavericks. Uh, in my opinion, what happened in the second quarter is Luca started to get pretty physical and frustrated with aspects of the game. And lot when he lost focus, everything else sort of went from there. Um, the Lakers cut the lead, which was 27 in quarter two to 14 by halftime. And just some like Jared Vanderbilt absolutely outworked the entire yeah. Maverick team for a yep. huge stretch of game. And that, and that changed things. And, you know, it, it was one of these games where Anthony Davis, who has really not played Dallas very well for a while now, 
realize that he is <laughs> a, a very, very good basketball player relative to Dwight Powell. And as you said in our, our Mavs Moneyball Slack just now, you think maybe Jason Kidd gave him a, a little extra slack to do something, meaning Dwight Powell. And and Dwight Powell was tremendously bad. Uh, bad, not he, he had one, like four points, missed a lot of free throws. He missed free throws. He missed easy and ones and then couldn't defend and couldn't rebound. And kid just stuck with him. And I, I overarchingly, I feel that this loss is on Jason Kidd for not being a very good coach. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, part of it for sure. I think actually kind of talking to some people, you know, Twitter about someone uh, saying, you know, that think the Mavs, we're our, our worse after the Kyrie trade because didn't think Kyrie is a big enough upgrade over Dinwiddie and you lose Dorian and the team didn't have a lot of wings. And I'm kind of like, well, I mean, they were losing, I mean, they lose, they lose games all, they were losing games all the time before the trade when Luca had an inefficient under 30 point game. So I don't really see the difference there. Um, but yeah, so like part of it, you know, is definitely on kid. Part of it is, you know, it's still kind of that, tired and we're just kind of looking at the roster and i'm just like they needed justin holiday to play 28 minutes like Uh josh green has come back to earth and i think that has killed some things and i think it's made it harder like the margins are so slim with the depth and Uh i'm trying to like be pragmatic about this you're right about kid but you know these are he doesn't have a lot of margin for error Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, he seemingly is like playing the wrong hand every single time, which is that's the which is the tough part. Like you would need a good like even a good coach, I think, would struggle in this in what the Ma- Mavericks have to deal with roster wise, wing depth wise, like occasionally making the wrong move and decision there with the front court options and the wing options. But then again, like not to let kid off the leash totally, he doesn't seem it's. I can't count on many hands, you know, fingers and toes, how many times I can be like, wow, kids' decision-making really influenced this game in a positive way. And well, I just got diff- a message. And that's difficult in this kind of game. I just got a message from a media member who watches all the games. Like, like he's, he's not on TV, but he's a media member who watches basketball all the time. And he just sent me a message and said, I never say this because I'm pretty co- pro-coach, but that is a fireable loss. Literally, no one had come back from that, and and honestly, I, I think that's that's sort of where I sit. What um, do you mean by literally no one has come back from that? That's the first time this season anyone had come back from down twenty seven. Oh, you okay. lose a game up twenty seven at home, yeah. someone has to be held accountable. Now, no one will be held accountable because these are the Dallas Mavericks we talk about here. Um, and I, you know, it, it, I'm really not that mad. I, I'm I'm profoundly disappointed because there were elements of this game where I watched it and I think Luca lost focus in the second quarter and really played awful, awful in the second quarter. He was a big reason why the Lakers got back in it because he got outworked by Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah, Vanderbilt got in his head in a way that we don't normally see. But here's the thing: kid never, kid no, did no. not use a timeout <laughs> at all in that no. in that stretch and. He doesn't use timeouts in that way, ever. He waits. Carl called things a possession too early. 
kid consistently calls timeouts a possession or two too late. And this team doesn't have the leadership on it. Oh, God. Here's the quote. Yeah, I was waiting for you to, to find I'm it. not the savior here. I'm not playing. I'm just watch, or I'm watching just like you guys. As a team, we've got to grow up. Fire him. He's he's certainly watching, isn't he? Just like us. Like Fire that's maybe the maybe him. that's the most true thing he's ever said as his Dallas Mavericks coach. <laughs> um we've got to mature. I mean, he's right, but like I mean, are you going to tell Luca to like? That's the thing. That's it'd be great if he could. That's yeah. the thing. What if he lit into Luca's ass once? Ever? Yeah, and, but that's that's the problem with with the Rick. Like they are just they're so they scared ha- of yeah. making him mad because they had the coach that did do that, and now and, they're just swinging the other way. But here's the thing: and they can't swing he, back. They've they've, wants, they've crossed the the. I, I'm still so convinced Luca wants to be coached. He wants to be coached in a way, and it's like you bump into one another, you get shit happens in a competitive enterprise. I just can't get over this. I've worked in offices before where it's like we can't have conflict, and those companies always fail, always stumble along. Conflict breeds growth. Light into him a little bit. You know, Luca drew, Luca had a grand total of four free throws today. You know, why was that? Was it because Luca wasn't attacking? I certainly think he was attacking. I don't think the rest were giving him any calls. You could do anything anyway. I'm getting way off track because <laughs> I'm at the top of the key here where the other things flow downhill from Jason Kidd's decisions. I think Luca could afford to play a lot better. I think Kyrie Irving is never going to go two for 10 from three as a Maverick again. He missed <laughs> five open looks. I mean, catch and shoot jumpers. Kyrie had an off game. He should be allowed to have an off game. And and I appreciate like I mean, he had 11 rebounds and five assists. He so hustled like his ass off, I thought. Like there yeah. like there's there's like a dis- I mean, he had that game saving. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. There that's okay. He there's like a disinterested Kyrie that uh, pops up from time to time. That was not this game. He just yeah. didn't make shots. I mean, the, he kept the game extended when Justin Holiday missed that awful three-pointer he took and he got the offensive rebound and put it back in that that like you're right like if that would have been disinterested Kyrie he wouldn't have been close to the basket to make that play so that was nice and Luca rebounded okay uh his turnovers were awful though um yep. but again it you don't rarely see someone like Vanderbilt kind of dom like how often have yep. you seen him dominated physically to and like that second half was I've never seen an opposing player kind of put the clamps on Luca like that before. And we've seen him play against Kawhi Leonard and Paul well, George at the same time. It wasn't really clamps. It was like he was letting the physicality affect him. And I just, you rarely, rarely see that. Yeah. And I, I, so, so at the top of the key, I'm, I'm, I'm placing at the top of this tier, I'm placing Jason Kidd. And from everything else kind of flows downhill from there where Justin Holiday playing his second game as a Maverick starts. And yeah, man, I think what the, a... argument, the argument for starting kid, I think is actually an interest, not kid. Um, uh, Holiday is, is an interesting one because you're sort of faking depth by adding Josh Green to the second unit. But if that's the case, you got to play Josh Green more than 16 minutes. Yeah. That, does that make sense? Like that's where the, the fault lies, where it's like if Holiday turn, starts and plays 15 minutes and Green comes right. off the bench and plays 30, I'm okay with that. Right. 
to be green had four fouls and also i don't think green had a great defensive game um yeah although he was making his threes and it's like if he's making his threes like keep him on the floor as long as you can you know uh but the four fouls probably didn't help but yeah you're right like it's like holiday starting it was just it was weird that he started and then it was weird that he played as much as he played. Um, and I, and I didn't really understand that part of it. Um, and holiday was just kind of whatever. I mean, he made a, a clutch three in the fourth, but he also had that horrible miss that would have ended the game. If, if Kyrie didn't bail his ass out yep. um, defensively, like he's, this was not like a good game for him. Not because, yeah. but like, cause it's like LeBron. It's second game. Well, and LeBron weighs like twice his his weight. Like, like what's he going to do against LeBron? Like, and Anthony Davis. Like, you know, this isn't the type of game for him. Yep. And even you know, Rio Chamora didn't have a great game, but he's another like, like the Lakers are physical, and and this was a game where you needed as much physicality as possible. And Holiday, you know, quick on his feet, good, you know, but he's you know what I don't know how much he weighs, but he he looks like he's 150 pounds soaking yeah. wet. So. That was just a rough game. Like he had zero rebounds in 28 minutes, and that like, you know, Van- Vanderbilt just jumping through him. Like Vanderbilt had eight offensive rebounds alone of his 17. I think he was. I mean, he was like the MVP of the game to me. You know, even with Anthony Davis. But yeah, that was. I. I don't know. It's. I don't know if I've ever seen a team make 23 pointers and the other team make six, and the team that made six win a basketball game. Um, this was like a really impossible game for the Mavericks to lose and they, and they lost it. Um, that's, that's a difficult pill to swallow. Yep. The secondary, and and just to continue kind of down my list of, of comments is, you know, I'm not really a big Christian Wood guy. I, I, I think that's fair to say. Um, but he played, how many minutes did he play tonight? He played exactly 20 minutes. He, he, Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Yep. He's plus six in those 20 minutes. He had nine yeah. rebounds. He was rebounding well in a game yeah. that the Mavericks desperately needed to keep, you know, Vanderbilt and Davis off the glass and even LeBron. Um, I mean, defensively, again, it's not like he doesn't really do enough. No. Um, I mean, the Lake got, like the Lakers scored 62 points in the paint. Like the Matt. The, the amount of times the Mavericks have given up 60 plus points in the paint in the last like two weeks is frankly like terrifying. Like I don't like the league leader in points in the paint is Denver at 55 and you're regularly giving up 60. Like, <laughs> like you are, you are beyond the pale. If like, this isn't just like, Oh, shucks. We're just kind of playing some bad. De-. Like you are, you need to do some soul searching. Like the team needs to in a, in a deep way, but yeah, it's like, it's not like Powell was doing anything any better. And like I said, this in Slack, Powell historically has played the Lakers well and has played Anthony Davis well. And Powell has actually played Anthony Davis well. I mean, remember, Powell had one of his best games as a pro early on when Davis was a Pelican uh, in New Orleans. And I, I, I remember distinctly, Powell had like a block on Anthony Davis and then an alley-oop uh, in a home game against the Pelicans years ago 
that was kind of like his coming out party. And it's like, for whatever reason, he's played Anthony Davis and he's played the Lakers well. This wasn't that game. And I think he got the minutes because kid in the coaching staff kind of knows, okay, pal plays well against the Lakers. And this kind of shows the limitations of kid as a coach. There was just no mid game adjustment. Like you should have known by halftime, Hey, pal, we know you're, we know pal works, but it's not working tonight. Like, Mm-hmm. it's the historical significance doesn't matter because it's not working. Wood isn't playing that much better defense, but at least he's getting Anthony Davis out of the paint and he's, he's doing things to make the Lakers defense guard a little differently. Yep. Uh, and they just, and that's, you know, that's the problem. Like, you know, kid has probably been his best moments as, as a coach in Dallas has probably been his ability to keep like the, like the bigger picture intact, but the, the, time and time again, the mid game stuff, like, it just it, it just it's just constantly something we have to talk about, and it, whether it's substitutions, it's rotations, it's starting lineups, it's it's tactics. It just it feels like once a game starts, the Mavericks kind of play the same game all the way through, uh, uh-huh. and very rarely do you see things change. Uh, and it's just like, and this was another game where they had opportunities to do that, but he decided to play Powell twenty seven minutes when Powell wasn't really giving him anything, so. And I'm a pal guy, so for me to say right. that, you know, like, yeah. Uh, so I'm not trying to just be like the normal Mavs fan that just thinks pal is a worthless NBA player. Like, no, mm-hmm. I understand, but this was a game Wood probably needed to play. At, at least with Wood, I think they would have had a better chance at outscoring him. And I mean, with the way this defense is, they have to outscore teams, and they didn't outscore yeah. the Lakers. They'd- I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens in a game like this, and that that is part of it. So it's like when I say kid is at the top of it, he's not alone. You know, kid didn't force uh, force kid didn't have Tim Hardaway Jr. Boof two dunks like the Mavericks <laughs> didn't score on those possessions when kid or when when Hardaway missed dunks. Um, it, you know, the Mavericks did not force their way to the free throw line. That was something that I was really shocked about. It's like could can doubt, you know, I, I thought Luca really over isoed Anthony Davis in the second and uh, parts of the third quarter where it's like he wanted that matchup at times and then was a little bit too indecisive when getting all the way into the key as the game wore on. Because frankly, the Mavs three-point shooters stopped hitting. You know, 12 minutes of Frank Nilakina, even though he's plus nine, it goes, it, the other team does not care that Frank exists. Like, that's where it's just like this team is, is so, I, I, they're shallow. And I yep. think they'll be okay. I still, I still think they'll be okay. But this was, this is, this is another really bad loss in a season filled with bad losses. There's at least 12, possibly as many as 15, like really like what kind of losses, you know, and, and you get those every year where you lose games in ways that don't make sense, but the Mavericks have a lot and, and it's just, it's, it's, it, it sucks. And I was not looking for, like, I didn't want to be mad. I didn't want that Jason kid quote to say i knew it was coming because he refuses to take any sort of responsibility in 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 any of this and frankly that sort of thing can poison a locker room i cannot believe he said that (laughs) yeah i don't i don't understand um i'm not playing i'm I'm watching just like you guys is just so funny because that's the thing that we all the time right like it's just i want to write about this I don't think I can. I don't think I can rationally write about this because I am like, I'm so mad because I I don't hold him 
as like the sole person, simply the most important person. And when he says, I'm watching just like you guys, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Um, yeah, and it's just, I mean, what are they? They're in the games Kyrie and Luca have played together, they're they're one and four. Um, yep. you know, since the Kyrie trade, since Luca, you know, they've lost four out of their last five. You know, Kyrie didn't play in one of those losses, so you can't really pin the Kyrie Luca duo to that. Um, but yeah, and their and their one win is against a team that that is trying to lose as much as they can. Like, like that doesn't count as an NBA team. So it's yeah. it's a little concerning. And you know, this is the point of the season where you kind of want Luca to just be like, yeah. Like, can Luca come out the next game and just, like, run back on defense all night? Not necessarily tr- – you know, like, because what's going to suck is, like, they're going to come out the next game and it's going to be the same stuff over again. Like, they might beat the Pacers because they're just – you know, Kyrie and Luca can beat the Pacers. But is Luca going to come out and start the game with the same mindset of just, like, uh, I'm going to walk back on defense if I don't get this foul called? I'm going to complain. You know, like, it'd be nice if we just saw something a little bit different there. Um, but I – you know. We've been wanting that for a while, and it just doesn't happen. And because, like, we're at the point of the season now, there's no more trades, there's no more buyouts, there's no more – like, the team is the team. Like, this is the team. Um, so there's no white knight riding in that's going to change things. So you look at your best player, right? Like, you look at your best player to, to to do something about it. Like, that's why he gets the big money. That's why he gets the big contract. It's the same thing if the Mavericks were in a spell when Dirk was the best player. We'd be like, all right, it's time for Dirk to do something about it. And play one of those games where it's like, we're just not losing this game. Uh, and that's kind of what superstars do. Yeah. So uh, it's a shame. And, uh, you know, adjustment wise, you know, I'm not really sure. Cause again, I didn't probably didn't watch, you know, I only really watched closely the fourth quarter, um, but just like the general vibe of the team, it just feels like they kind of need to refocus a little bit uh, and stop playing Kumbaya and, and just kind of admit like, Hey, we're, we're we're in a slump we're struggling like we need to like it's not acceptable let's we got to change this you know and instead of being like hey things are cool you know it's whatever we'll be fine you know so it's it's time for them to kind of kick it into another gear well we'll be back at it (laughs) i don't really i don't know i'm gonna go record the live show and let people tee off um people are gonna be very mad And, um, you know, see, see what, you know, our guys, right. Xavier just turned in his recap, bless him for recapping this one. Cause Lord knows I would lose my mind. Um, and we'll have some other stuff up as, as the days go along. I don't know. All right, guys. Thanks so much uh, for hanging out at Mavs Moneyball. This has been Kirk and Josh Bow, and we will talk with you at some point soon. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the planet premier league podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.